Good morning. Can I have everyone stand up? Happy Sunday. Everyone say happy Sunday. We want to welcome all our campuses, San Marcos, El Cajon, City Heights, Chula Vista, and Oahu. Let's give all a big, big, big hand. Everybody online, God bless y'all. We have a special Sunday today. Today's Hartford House uh, Giving Sunday. Um, I was on Fox News, I think, Friday morning, and I had this thing for wanting to do the weather. You ever want to do the weather? Anybody want to do the weather? Okay, anyway. I'm always fascinated by, the, by doing the weather. And what happens is you stand in front of this green screen and you're looking at a camera over here and it's the, what you see on TV is not behind them. It's a, it's a projection. So I just wanted to like do it. So I was there the other day and doing a Toys for Joy uh, spot. And I said, hey, I want to do the weather. And Chrissy, the weather girl, right as she started, said, come on out. So I jumped out and I was live on television doing the weather. <laughs> And I'm looking at the wrong camera, right? And I'm like, I'm trying to get out of the way because I can see I'm in front of the camera, in front of the screen behind me. And, and I'm saying, you know, it's going to be sunny. You know, I'm just, this, it's San Diego. It's, gonna, it's the same every day, right? So it should be easy. It's going to be no clouds. It's going to be 70 degrees, no rain. And she steps in and goes, uh, uh, no, it's going to be a little rain. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> Did anybody see this, by the way? Anybody see this? And then I get on there. I said, it's going to be no humidity. And she steps in again and says, oh, no, there's going to be a little humidity. But go ahead, keep going. And she kept correcting of me, right? And it was cool because it rained that night <laughs> and it was, <laughs> I was out at my son, grandson's flag football game and it's raining and I wanted to get on the, vi on the video and say, yep, I was wrong. It rained. Um, uh, here's one thing I know it's true. Jesus is Lord. That's something you can't get wrong. Okay. So God has a plan for you. I don't know all of y'all, and I don't know what you're going through, but uh, I'm so glad you're here in all the campuses, watching online, even if you're sitting home wanting to kill yourself. God is right there with you, and he has a solution to your problem. And so, amen? Come on, come on, come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Uh, so I want to pray, and then I'm going to ask you all to turn to somebody and tell them that God loves you and wants to have a relationship with you. Okay, after I pray. And if you really feel froggy um, and you want to jump, find somebody you don't know and say, God loves you, wants to have a relationship with you. It's, it's not complicated. Lord, thank you so much for your faithfulness. Thank you for church. Thank you that all this cheering and singing is real. You are worthy of all our praise. You have the solution to all our problems. And we just thank you that you're still on the throne. Even though the world's falling apart, you are still on the throne and you are going to bring a happy ending to all of this when we are in your presence fully. In Jesus' name, in the nombre de Jesus, amen. Okay, here's what you're going to do. Find somebody you don't know and say, go ahead. <laughs> you already started. You already started. <laughs> The first time I came to a non-denominational church, it was at Horizon Christian Fellowship at North Park Theater about 40 years ago. And I, my wife and I had just got married and uh, I think we were married. Uh, we, we were together there. Uh, I believe we were married and we were sitting in the back and when I heard people sing, it was just from the singing, I started crying. There was something, and it wasn't that they were singing really great. 
I mean, it didn't sound bad, but it wasn't the quality of song. It was the presence of God that we were singing to. And I, at the time, I was like, whoa, why am I crying? <laughs> and you may see Christians that are happy and, you know, hey, praise the Lord. Some of that could be fake, I, I would imagine. Uh, but, for, but, but it doesn't mean that everything in their life is perfect. I mean, I got, my wife and I have drama. <laughs> not between me and her, just in our life. And, but, so it's not that your life is going to be perfect, but the God that is guiding us through that drama is perfect. And so that's what we're happy about. So if you're new and you're like, I oh, don't, are these people for real? Yeah, I mean, and, and there's, are the hypocrites in here? Oh, there's a hypocrite standing in front of you. I don't, I'm not perfect at all. We're all trying to be like Jesus. We went on a 40-day fast. Well, we've been on many fasts, but I was on a 40-day fast. I think my first time, I'd done three. And this guy said, what are you trying to be like Jesus? I said, oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what this is about. A am I going to get there? No, but I'm, I'm better today than I was last week. You know what I'm saying? So, so if you're new, uh, we just want to introduce you into that journey. Part of that journey is what we're talking about today. Today is Harford House Giving Sunday. If you have a, a pledge card, just lift it up. I just want to make sure y'all got this. Lift up your pledge card, waving in the air like you just don't care. I know some of y'all at the club last night. You don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you were shaking it last night. Well, shake it this morning. Okay, so all of y'all should have got one. So can I see everybody that got one, if you got one? Okay, there we go, there we go, there we go, a little more. If you don't have one, we're going to give one at you. And to, uh, we've been doing a series called Heart for the House for four weeks, and today we're going to take an offering. Explain tithe and offering. A tithe is 10%. It is a return to God. It belongs to God. It all belongs to God, but God says, I'm going to let you steward the 90, but I want 10% back so I can bless the 90. And that's something that you have to reconcile in your heart with the Word of God because it does say, and, and, and do that and watch what God does in your life. Um, if you don't think that anything belongs to God, that it belongs to you, you should tell him just so y'all are on the same page. Because he believes it's his. He believes your body's his. He believes your relationship is his, your kids, your house. And, and I'm, I know it's funny, but I'm really being 100% serious. And the more you honor God, if you honor God with your body, you honor God with your relationships, the more blessed it can be. Then there's offerings over and above your uh, tithes. Um, and that's what today is about. Today is an offering over and above for special projects. And we're going to talk to you about how we plan to leverage that money to reach more people for Jesus because that's our, Jesus is our message. We don't have anything else to talk about. And it, there's nothing else to represent. When I hear, when I hear building a business, when I hear trying to make money and you know, build kingdoms, I don't own the rock. Someone, I, I, was, I had a, a plumber at my house the other day and, and uh, we were talking and he said that he went to high school at High Tech High across the street. He didn't know who I was. And he says, oh, I went to High Tech High. And, and he says, oh yeah, I work at the rock. And he goes, oh, and he's fixing this pipe. He's not looking at me, he's fixing the pipe. And he goes, doesn't the guy that owns that own High Tech High? Well, one, nobody owns a nonprofit. So the answer to that question will be no. And we are not uh, affiliated with High Tech High. We appreciate them, but there's two different organizations. We, no one owns this. It's a, it's a nonprofit. So we are in the, Jesus is, the, Jesus is our, our message business. We want to talk to you about Jesus. I was in Israel a few uh, weeks ago and I was talking to an um, Orthodox rabbi and halfway through the conversation, he says, are you trying to get me to believe in Jesus? I said, 100%. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry I didn't say this to you up front because I, I, I'm, just not, I'm not trying to be slick, but yeah, I'm trying to get you. He said, but I don't want you to. I said, oh, that's okay, but I'm still doing it anyway because that's what I'm, and then, and then we'll be friends and then you can say you don't, you know, you don't believe it, but that's fine. So we want to encourage you and be clear 
that everything we're doing here is to help people to know Jesus Christ because we believe that's the only answer they, they have to their life. Amen? Amen. Okay. We're gonna get this. Our goal uh, for this campaign is $6 million. We're gonna show you a little house that we built. Uh, well, not built, the graphic people built it. Um, and we're at one million already. We had an event the other night, amen. Come on, we're 20%, can we get it, amen? So we wanna get all the way up to the cross. That's a, that's a good, good, good goal. Let's get to the cross, let's get to the cross. We wanna to get to the six million uh, and there's a place for everyone. If you have $10, you saw the little kids up here come up with the coins? I told the girl in the back, some of those coins may be worth a lot of money. You might want to like, get a, an assessment before you throw it in the thing. You know what I'm saying? Because she had all these old coins. But $2, $20, two million. Everybody's blessed differently. And let God decide what you do. Let God decide what you do. Amen? Okay. Um, I want to show you a picture of a horse. This is a draft horse. Anyone say draft horse? This draft horse is a workhorse. It's a beast of burden. They pull stuff. And, and it's designed and made to work. And this horse can pull 8,000 pounds. So SUVs like 5,000 pounds. So just imagine two of your SUVs, no wheels, no wheels, just dragging on the ground. One horse can pull 8,000 pounds. Is that, is that a lot to y'all? I think so, yes. So you would think two horses should be able to pull 16,000 pounds. When in reality, two horses can pull 24,000 pounds. And if they're trained and worked together synergistically, they can pull 32,000 pounds. Just two horses. One pulls eight, two pulls 32. One pulls eight, two can pull four times the amount. Imagine if all of us worked together to give. Imagine if all of us worked together to preach the gospel, which we're gonna talk about in a minute, to serve. We would be so much more than a big crowd that comes to the building and, and hears somebody preach. Most churches are that. They come, they're consumers. The people in the city are consumers, just you know, feed me, you know, I don't, I don't like that church. They don't, they, they don't go deep enough and then you wanna to go to another church. Oh, they, 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 I can't understand them. And they, it, it, no, let's, what if all of us locked arms, strapped it up together, it would be more than the sum of the parts because eight is one, two is 16, but really because they're together, it's more than the sum of the parts. Not only would it be more than the sum of the parts in the natural, because that's in the natural. In the natural, it's more than the sum of the parts. Two, eight and eight is 16. They're eight, they're two people, two horses and 32,000. But not only would we be more of the sum of the parts in the natural, we'd be more of the sum of the parts in the spiritual because the Holy Spirit, you got to put that in the pie. The Holy Spirit ain't working with that. The Holy Spirit can work with us. And so the goal today is that for all of us to say, okay, what can I do? What can you do? And I'm going to challenge you to do something not only in your giving and other things because the giving is to facilitate ministry so people would know who Jesus Christ is. Because I would imagine all of y'all at some point in your life, your life was jacked up. Can I get amen? And somebody told you about Jesus. Somehow you heard it somewhere and God came into your life after you ignored him for decades, maybe, cursed his name and he forgave you just like that. Amen. And so, so, so now we got to return the favor. So what we're trying to do is we want to talk about how we can do that more effectively. Can I get an amen? Um, let's set the stage. The world is a mess. We have global division. We have wars and rumors of wars. Everyone's focused on the war in Gaza. There's 32 wars. 
If you look at the Congo, they've been fighting for 10 years. 10, 10 million people have died in the Congo over the last 15 years. No one talks about that. There's wars all over the place and they're, they're all horrible. The world is falling apart. You have homelessness that's just rampant, uh, identity confusion. We are teaching little kids stuff that's de- straight out of the pit of hell in our schools and it's legal. Straight out of the pit of hell. Let's not be politically correct. It's from the devil. And, and we just walk by. We have children indoctrination, human trafficking, can't even talk about all the, what it means when they, when, they, when they snatch a person and put them in human trafficking, they send them to a break room where they break them. You don't even want to know what happens in that room. All this stuff is happening globally every single day. And there's one solution. I'm going to, talk, I'm going to look at Mark chapter 1. Mark chapter 1, Mark wrote his, his gospel to uh, Christians, Gentile, non-Jew Christians in Rome where they were being persecuted. And in this book, Mark is, it's a book of action. It's a suffering servant. And they use the word immediately 42 times in 16 chapters. Mark is talking about Jesus as a God of action. Everyone say action. God is not a God where he's up there somewhere and, and we're just going to pray and hopefully we make it. No, God is involved in your life. He wants to be involved in your conversations, in your health. And so God is a God of action. And Mark's book is about that. He shows Jesus stuff do happening. They use the word immediately. He uses the word immediately 42 times in 16 chapters. It's almost three times a chapter. This happened, then this happened, then this happened, then this happened. And so right after Jesus' hype man, John, comes and says, Jesus is coming. After he comes out and does his thing, Jesus shows up and he gives us a very simple solution to all the problems that we have. Follow me. Everyone say, follow me. Don't be religious. If you're new, this is not a religion. Religion doesn't work. Religion is man to get to God. Christianity is God coming down to man. It's a very big difference. And so this is not religion. So Jesus said, just follow me. Look what it says in Mark Chapter 1, verse 14, it says, uh, the spirit, now John was put in prison. Jesus came to Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and saying the time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe. And then it says, as he walked by the sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, his brothers, casting the net into the sea, and they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, follow me and I will make you fishes of men. Everyone say, follow me. We're not ever going to try to improve on that message. That is the message. Jesus' message. Jesus is our message. Everything he said, everything he did is to follow him. But what we can do, I don't say improve on, is we can shape the method. How do we get people to follow Jesus? How do we get people to experience and receive and walk in the blessings of God? Three phrases. Our mission statement is to make disciples who know God. Everyone say, know God. Say, know God. How do you establish a relationship with God? God created you in his image to have a relationship with you. He did not create you to go to church. Now, in church, we learn about that relationship, but he created you to have a relationship with him. We pushed him away. We rejected him and ruined that relationship. But Jesus came down, was our role model, lived a perfect life. He died as a perfect ransom for our sin. And then he rose from the dead three days later. And he offers us the gift of salvation if by faith you would just receive it. It's real simple. So he wants a relationship with you. And he created us in his image to have a relationship with him. And he created us to have a relationship with each other. 
Okay? So the first part is know God. People have to know Jesus. You can't do your own thing and get to heaven. That's religion. So know God. So step one is know God. And what we call know God is we're going to do evangelism, kingdom expansion, environmental refresh, which is all the branding and building uh, refresh, and world missions. These are the ways we're going to do that in, in next year is what we are asking for you to invest not only your money, but definitely your money today, but also your time. So our goal is by December 31st, 7,000 people would lead just one person to the Lord. It says just one because I'm creating a training to empower you and equip you to lead someone to the Lord. One single person. Raise your hand if you know somebody who needs to be saved. Raise your hand if you know. And by the way, raise your hand if you know someone that really you care about that needs Jesus in their life. Raise your hand really high, really high. Wave your hand in the air. There we go. We're going to get that done. So we're going to equip you in that. Look what the Bible says. In Luke chapter 15, verse, 47, uh, verse 4 to 7, it says, What man of you having a hundred sheep, if he lo- loses one, does not leave the 99 in the wilderness and go after the one which is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulder rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors saying, Rejoice with me. Everyone say rejoice with me. And then it says, For I have found my sheep. One. Just one. Everyone say just one. Just one which is lost, I say to you likewise, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 just persons who have no repentance. You know what that Bible tells me? Is that when one person gets saved, God is like, yes! He's not over here looking, oh, look at all the people worshiping. I mean, he loves the worship, trust me. He loves to see people in church, trust me. But he's like, but I made the church so y'all can go get that person. And they can be part of the family. Are y'all following me? It's not about what I get, it's about what I get to give. And so we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna equip you next year. And here's the goal is that all of you, by number, 7,000 of you, would say, I'm going to get just one. In 365 days, can you get just one? Say yes, absolutely, 100%. And by the way, I give you my personal guarantee. Oh, it got real quiet in here. Oh, yeah. Okay. Write this down, record it, whatever you want to do. I give you my personal guarantee. And it's not my personal guarantee. It's actually Jesus' personal guarantee. That if you share the gospel enough, someone's going to get saved. Now, it may not be the person person you're looking for. They may need more time. But if you share the gospel... Because the gospel is the only vehicle. Jesus' name is the only name under heaven by how men may be saved. So it's the only thing we have. So it has to work because it's the gospel. Um, So just one, we are going to equip all of you. Uh, We have a whole schedule. And before Easter, we're going to give all of you an opportunity to be trained. And we're going to blow up San Diego and all y'all online. And we're going to see people get saved. And people in your life going to get saved. The other thing is that we want to also expand our church. We have hot spots around Southern California and, and, and Vegas and Phoenix where we have up to 200 URLs of people, you know, through three, four families listening. And we want to put campuses potentially in these places. And so that's going to cost money. We're going to, we got to train some of y'all. There are some of y'all who want to be pastors. Guess what? We want to train you. We want to train you, and we'll talk about that here in a minute. And thirdly, in this topic of no God, we are inches away from signing a contract in Chula Vista for a Chula Vista campus. Come on, church. Come on, church. 
The, uh, there is a CVS and Julie Vista Mall right there, and we are right close to about 21,000 square feet that we're going to get, and it is prime for, to blow up that, that, that city down there. And we're excited. Why? To help put a base of operation so people can know Jesus and follow Jesus. Can I get an amen? Amen. So that's no God. I want to say no God. And a lot of that is wrestling on you. We are, we are preparing and st studying and putting this curriculum together so all of y'all can share your faith. And we're going to hear about someone who did that um, in a minute. Number two is growing community. Everyone say growing community. We want to get all y'all in small groups. The goal in this is to get 50%, 50 of y'all in, in life-giving relationships uh, by the end of the year. That means all of y'all say, I want to be in a life-giving relationship. You can't. Do this by yourself. I'm going to play a quick video here, and then we're going to hear a couple of testimonies. And this is a, a young lady who uh, you met before. You're going to meet her again. But it's an interesting a video and story to see what a community can do in your life. So check out this video. Good morning, family. My name is Adelina Ramirez. I'm 12 years old. <laughs> And um, so my family and I used to go to a smaller church in Mission Valley. And just speaking for myself, I didn't really feel the connection with both ministries and God. And I began to put God off to the side and just followed what culture wanted me to do. So we started coming to The Rock. And I was sort of a little bit shy and confused. But then I felt the pull to join Rock Youth. And it's all just been a blessing from there. We've all been in a ministry. We're all participating and involved. And I felt so blessed to meet people. And because of that, I've been able to carry out the verse, 1 Corinthians 11, 1, to people, which is follow me as I follow Christ. Because I want to be that disciple that people follow, but not because of who I am, but by who God called me to be. Amen. So, Adelina, who I nicknamed Thumbelina, that was her when she's 12. This is her when she's 16. Give her a big hand. God bless you. I got a teaser because she had braces in that, in that uh, video. Now she's like, yeah, check me out. Check me out. <laughs> so, Annalita, talk about, talk about actually, put, let's put the initiatives up there because the next-gen initiatives are going to be a very critical. We, we have student ministry camp. We have summer is ours, campus outreach, just one training, which we're going to talk about, uh, global rock kids, rally weekend, parent resources, and uh, the pathway. So I want you to talk about the importance of community because that was you four years ago. And so many kids, it's a blessing that you're still here four years later. You're getting really old. Okay, you're 16. <laughs> but the fact that you're still walking with God, talk about that. Yeah, so good morning, family. Again, my name is Adelina. I'm really, really blessed and happy to be here. But just before I answer your question, Pastor, I just wanted to point out um, that just standing here today, all of you just watched that video. That was me four years ago, yeah. which is insane. Um, a lot has happened since then. A lot has changed since then. But one thing that has stayed the same is that this is home. I've been here for four years. I am a byproduct of what it looks like to invest in a ministry at the, at the Rock, what it looks like to be consistent with giving and pouring into a ministry um, so with that being said, one of the initiatives that I'm really, really looking forward to is the student ministry camp for Rock Youth at SDSU. When Pastor Ali first shared this with me, my jaw dropped. We were driving, and I was like, you guys, you really think this can happen? You really think you can take the Rock ministry and just put us in a camp at SDSU? And um, I think what really stands out and what I'm really looking forward to in this initiative 
is just being able to, to share a space with youth and people around my age in high school that are on that same fire and that are on that same passion for Jesus. You know, sharing in community, growing in community, again, especially coming out of this pandemic, it's really crucial and important that we just, we just really grow um, as youth in such a space provided for us as well. Um, so with that being said, I'm really looking forward to, to what as a church we can do, what we can gather awesome. and being there. So thank you. Good morning, family. My name is Julian. And well, one of the campus initiatives that I'm most excited about is the Just One, as Pastor Miles was speaking about. Just One is a new set of tools that will allow us to feel empowered to share our faith and it'll allow us to approach non-believers in a way that's comprehensive and applicable to their lives. Because I know some of us get confused with the, you know, God became man and Jesus, and that all makes sense to us, but to non-believers, that might not be the clearest thing. So to avoid any of that confusion, Pastor Miles has developed this set of tools to allow us to share that gospel in an applicable manner. And I personally know that this works because recently I was speaking to a friend, this was just about a couple weeks ago, and in a quick five to 10 minute conversation of applying those tools, we were able to get them saved. And I mean, that's just God working, right? So it's super cool to see. And I'm really excited for this. Uh, I've already invested my share for Heart of the House this past Thursday, and I really encourage all of you to do so. We have to grow in community, and speaking of which, that same friend will actually be joining me in my group uh, this coming 2024. So growing a community is important, guys, and I would love for all of you to be a part of that. So thank you in advance for your dedication and support for that. Hello, Rock Church. My name is Emma. It's so good to be here with you again. The campus initiative that I am most excited for is our Rally Weekend, which will be hosted in 2024. Rally Weekend is essentially a weekend dedicated solely to our young adults. And we're going to get all of our young adults from every campus to come together for one weekend to get poured into and encounter God. This weekend will give us the opportunity to grow in community and find people who we're comfortable with doing small groups with also. I know from experience that around this age is where it starts to get really tricky to find real friendships and friendships where you can have the same morals and beliefs. And this rally weekend will give us all that opportunity to find those people and just encounter God in a really intimate way. I already gave my pledge on Thursday as well, and so have Adelina and Julian, and we're asking all of you to join us so that we can change the cultural shift in this society and just save other people. Thank you. I'll pray for them. Let's pray for them, let's pray for them. Lord, thank you so much for these young people. Thank you for their commitment to you. Thank you for their financial commitment as well as examples to all of us. And we just pray you continue to anoint their life and ministry and may they be an incredible, credible example to all the people their age, a little older, a little younger, and all of us way older, that they will continue to encourage us. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's give them a big hand. God bless y'all. Do y'all remember y'all were 16, 18, 19 years old? What y'all were doing? <laughs> my, my son spoke caveman back then. I was like, <laughs> Thirdly, make a difference. Everyone say make a difference. Our goal here is 25% of you would serve on a team. We need y'all to serve. We can't do this by ourselves. 
And when you serve and when you give of your time and your talent and your treasure, God vests back into you. And it's amazing what happens in your heart when you start to live out the gospel. Um, we're going to start a leadership development track in our Rock U. We, we're starting a school called Rock U where we're not only going to give Bible instruction, but leadership instruction. Uh, there's a young man in this church who has play, played football for the last several years in college, and he's he said, I'm done with football. I now want to be a pastor. A, and, and so he's going to go through that. I want to challenge all of y'all who have something stirring in your heart. I was that guy sitting in the pews going, I think God wants to use me over here. It happened to me ministry. But God may be saying that to you about something else. And not full-time ministry, but a way you can serve because he's given you a gift. Let's go. And so we got a leadership track. I'm going to develop the school uh, to do that. And then, of course, Toys for Joy. Toys for Joy is coming up uh, next month, December 9th, and we want to also invest in that. We're going to uh, give out toys in six campuses, food, clothes, haircuts, and of course, all that takes finances. And we thank you in advance for all the people who have already given to that. Um, but this, this, this is what we um, are looking to next year. I believe next year, and I really believe this in my heart, I'm, I've never been this excited, especially because of the training we're going to give you to do ministry out in the community. Never been this excited in my life. I, I'm, I'm up all night writing notes. God is downloading these ideas to empower you to go take the gospel out there. But it requires resources. It requires people resources, time resources, and money. And so that's where we come to where we're at today. We can either decide for one horse to do it, just a few people. And usually it's 20% of the people are doing 80% of the work, 20% of the people are doing 80% of the giving. Or we can lock arms together like those two horses and all do something. And my encouragement to you and my challenge is that every single one of you would say, you know what, I'm here. I might as well invest and not be a consumer. I want to I I contribute. And so I want to give you a little chart so you can see where you may fit on this chart. Now, we need... And this is give or take. One person can write a big fat check. That would be great. But we still want all of you to do something because the more invested you are, your treasure is where your heart is going to be and your heart is going to be where your treasure is going to be. So uh, two people at 500 to a million, we already have someone who gave 500,000. Let's get some more. Let's get some more. Amen. Come on, come on, come on, come on, church. I talked to a guy the other day, and, and he, we were talking about this, and he says, you know, I says, would you feel uncomfortable if I asked you to give a million dollars? He said, you know, but I would love to be able to. I was like, well, let me pray that you are able to. How many of y'all would love to be able to? <laughs> Lord, I just pray blessing on all these people. <laughs> no, for real. I mean, that, that's, that's, all, that's the right heart. Lord, I want to be generous. Um, uh, five people at 100 to 500,000, 25 people to 25 to 100,000, 5,000 to uh, 75 people at 5,000 to 25,000, all the way down to 8,000 people giving 50 to $200. You can say, okay, where do I fit? Y'all can do something. What's 50 bucks? That's one meal at the restaurant. You can put all this stuff in any context you want. You see people in the mall. I went to the mall the other day with my wife, and I'm like, we were at Houston. And she said, let's go to the Galleria and walk around. I said, why? <laughs> what do you know? <laughs> and we end up buying stuff. And, and, and the thing about it is that we, we buy stuff, and it's like, I didn't need to spend that money. You could invest it in the kingdom. And so I want you to be thinking about, okay, pause. What can I do? 
What is God telling you to do? So here's what I'm going to ask you to do. I'm going to ask you to get this out. My wife's going to come up here right now. And if we could put that, that house up there again, the progress house, the Heisman house. Yeah. You see the gap. This is my wife, Debbie, by the way. She, she, this is my wife, Debbie. Don't be woo-hoo, my wife, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> mm. So me and my wife been together. Y'all heard all the stories. This is the woman that has to deal with all that. She's dealt with it all. She's dealt with it all. God bless her. Every, every now and then she reminds me, you're lucky I'm still here because uh, we have some stuff going on. <laughs> um, if you can get this out, if you can get this card out, this envelope, and if you could put that envelope on the screen, top left it says a one-time gift. You could put a recurring gift weekly, monthly, and then put whether it's your credit card, check, name of the card, and just fill that out. Let me pray, and then we're going to take a minute to fill it out. Lord, just pray that you would bless and challenge all of us to do something. We are all beneficiaries of the church and all that happens. We want to bless you back. We are all equally indebted to you. Everything we have, you've given us. So we pray that you bless these next few moments as we fill this commitment out. And Lord, six million is nothing to you. We overthink it. May you put on people's hearts, even things that they think are crazy. And in, in faith and trust you, they fill it out to the number that you have designated in their heart. In Jesus' name, amen.